cryptids. Absolutely, absolutely. If you don't know, is our it a lizard? Very, it's not a lizard. No, <laughs> uh, there might be some gizzard. <laughs> Welcome back to the Bug in a Rug podcast. As always, my name is Caitlin. As usual, I'm Whitney. And today we are bringing you another story that may or may not keep you up at night. Hopefully by the end of it, we will all still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. But only time will tell. Absolutely. Time is always the tell. (laughs) And I'd like to start today's episode off by offering a very warm, very heartfelt, and genuine congratulations to peanut butter and jelly. Uh, the turkeys! The turkeys who were pardoned by President Biden this week. Yeah, peanut butter and jelly. Great names. Great names, honestly. Great Almost names. a whole sandwich if we threw some bread in there. <laughs> right now it's just kind of Can a- we pardon four turkeys and just have it be bread, peanut butter, jelly, and then bread again? Bread too? <laughs> Other bread. Other bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think... Well, I guess you could use one piece of bread and fold it in half. Like some kind of monster? <laughs> well, it would have kept me from sticking my elbow in jelly on the way to work that's the other fair, morning. That's fair, that's fair, that's <laughs> fair. That, yeah, you know what? That's true. And I did say, did you fold it in half? And you were like, I didn't think about that. <laughs> and now I'm thinking about it. Uh, you really should have seen the look on my coworker's face when I came back from getting coffee. And I had seen on the television screen about peanut butter and jelly. Sure. And the events of... Um, the pardoning, the pardoning, <laughs> the pardoning, <laughs> the pardoning. <laughs> and I was like, "Hey guys, uh, President Biden just uh, pardoned the turkeys for this year. Their names are peanut butter and jelly." Uh-huh. And my coworkers, who are mostly Canadian, had no idea what I was. <laughs> They're like, "Excuse, excuse me." I want you to try and picture in your mind explaining to people who don't know about this tradition. Yeah that we do this oh i mean i'd be all about it stuff like this is hilarious to me because i don't quite understand why Mm -hmm. we do i mean i get it we don't want to we want to well like i don't everybody eats turkey so we should pardon these two out of the millions that we slaughter i don't have a great answer (laughs) but i I don't have a great answer but it did cause me to look into this a little bit more so i did find that uh, turkeys have been kind of donated to presidents as gifts for years now. There was a, That's weird. <laughs> it's really weird. Here's my gift to you, El Presidente, a turkey or several. <laughs> so Horace Vos, a Rhode Island turkey farmer, presented a dressed turkey to the president each year from 1873 until his death in 1913. That's a long time. And also, I think by dressed turkey, <laughs> it wasn't like a bow tie or a nice hat. I think that he like... <laughs> Made cooked a turkey. Right, like, it would have been so much better if it was dressed for up. your table. I first of all, who was this man or woman? I don't know what the name was again. Horace. Horace. Who let him? Who allowed him to knock on the White House door to be like, "Hey, here's the turkey for you." I listen. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how he was related necessarily, but then through the years, we kind of have. Uh, an array of other things being donated to the White House. And I don't know if I told you about this part previously, 
but I do have accounts where Calvin Coolidge had a number of turkeys offered to him and he said, no, 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 let me get my own turkey. But then um, the White House, when he finally said, okay, all right, I get it's a tradition, people started sending him a ton of things, including Rebecca, a live raccoon that were was sent to him as a gift to try and eat. Like, they were like, please eat this raccoon we're no. sending you. And he was like, no, I'm not going to eat this raccoon. And so he made this raccoon Rebecca the White House pet. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. That was in 1926. Thank you, Mr. President Coolidge. Because that's Mr. amazing. <laughs> Mr. President Coolidge. Mr. President Coolidge, <laughs> sir, the raccoon pet owner of Rebecca. Okay, yes. that's amazing. So the official presentation of a turkey to the president, they made it a big ceremony thing, started with President Truman. Uh, part of this was for a lobbying campaign he was doing. Yeah. Uh, it's confusing when I look into this because it seems like he was trying to conserve grain but it by doing that he was promoting meatless tuesdays and poultryless thursdays which doesn't make sense i would think you would want more maybe it's a lot of uh i don't know maybe it was more of like eat your vegetables not bread or meat yeah that could be it too more green beans more corn Basically, people Those really... Those are the only vegetables I know. Potatoes. Carrots. Peas. This is how casseroles were born. No, I don't know about that. <gasps> Maybe. Maybe so. People hated this, though. Oh. Because basically what happened was you got poultry-less Thursdays, and then Thanksgiving came around, and they're like, but we eat turkey. Yeah. And, tur- and Thanksgiving on a Thursday, we're going to eat turkey. And at one point, he was trying to ban pumpkin pie for a year. This For the year, <gasps> it was a mess. People were really <gasps> angry. <laughs> People were really angry, and so they kind of did away with this pretty quickly. Now, the official pardoning of a turkey first happened with Ronald Reagan. Surprise to no one. No, I don't know. (laughs) So he was... He um, loved them turkeys. (laughs) uh, President Reagan had been sending turkeys that were given to him to farms since at least 1982, but um, in 1987, he, the turkey he was presented with was Charlie, a live turkey, and they're not sending dead turkeys to the petting zoo. I should back up. But <laughs> <You're sending> all <laughs> the turkeys send them to zoo. They sent um, Charlie in 1987 to a petting zoo. Nice. Uh, and then from there, we have a variety of turkeys being sent to petting zoos. Some were sent to Disneyland in California, to Disney World in Florida. Some were considered were dubbed the Grand Marshals of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> were they in the parade? Uh, yeah, absolutely. They were in the parade. <laughs> Um, and then in 2010 through 2012, they were like, listen, we should really get like, super American, like hella American, and let's send our turkeys to the place where they would be most American, which to them was Mount Vernon in Virginia, the home of George Washington. Sure, sure, sure. They thought this was very patriotic, I yeah. think. And then the people who were in charge of the upkeep of that historical place were yeah. like, George Washington never owned turkeys, so you can't keep them here. <laughs> Sounds like an excuse because they didn't want to take care of the turkeys. They didn't want to take care of the turkeys, so they were relocated to somewhere else in Virginia. They were not harmed. <laughs> That's what they want you to think. No. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, and, and then I, there's a lot online about the selection process, but what I really want to focus on here mm-hmm. before we move into my story yeah. is the names Absolutely. of the turkeys throughout the years. Yes. So, with the Reagan presidency, we do have Charlie, as I said, who was sent to a petting zoo, and then Woody, 
who got to go... Woody and Buzz Lightyear? <laughs> no, just Woody. Now, the, as you, you've you already guessed, but eventually there's more than one turkey who is pardoned. Yeah. Um, under President Clinton, we have Harry the turkey. That's his full name. And Harry the middle name. Turkey, <laughs> last name. Then Jerry in to the year 2000. So um, Who names these? Quite a theme. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if the president also gets the name of the turkey. That seems a while. So Biden named them peanut butter and jelly. You're going to look at me and you're going to tell me you're surprised? No. <laughs> Under George W. Bush, we have liberty with a backup turkey, freedom. Now, do I know why we have backup turkeys? It's in no. case they die en route. Maybe. In case Liberty gets stage fright and then yeah. Freedom has to step up. Right. Now, he named these in light of the September 11th attacks because it was 2001. Okay. Okay, I get it. 2002. Yeah. Very appropriately named Katie. <laughs> <laughs> and she was the first ever female turkey who was pardoned. Oh, good for her. So, women's rights and women's all that. Women's rights. <laughs> 2003, we have stars with backup being stripes, biscuits, and then gravy was the backup in 2004. Marshmallow with the alternate being yam in what? 2005. Oh, like a sweet potato casserole type thing. Now, it, this is where it does say in 2005 when marshmallow and yam were chosen, this is when they started being the uh, sent to Disneyland and serving as honorary grand marshals because animals rights activists were saying you know that usually you send these turkeys somewhere and then once they're out of the public eye they die or are killed and people got really mad and they started having the names chosen by the White House uh, website like official votes that people could like we could have voted for peanut butter and jelly and we didn't know about this I had no idea (laughs) I feel like we could have done this in school next year did we not vote in school for the White House turkeys no idea that seems like something we should have done 2006, Flyer and Fryer. 2007, May, with the backup being Flower. 2008, uh, Pumpkin and Pecan. Oh. Pecan. Should have been Pumpkin and Spice. (laughs) In everything nice. I absolutely agree. (laughs) Three turkeys. (laughs) During President Obama, we have Courage. And then 2010, Apple. And, oh no. Apple and Cider. Yeah. Who died of natural causes the following year. I don't no. know why. <laughs> they were just really old turkeys. They were really old or turkeys. Or natural causes. Wink. <laughs> natural causes being wink. us eating them. Wink, no, wink, I'm just wink. <laughs> it's so bad. In 2011, Liberty again and Peace. Uh, cobbler and Gobbler in 2012. Popcorn <laughs> and Caramel. Caramel. <laughs> Caramel popcorn. I am really upset at this website because I am reading it as I go, and it does say that caramel survived very a uh, long time, but popcorn died of a heat stroke the following year. No! Like, what are they doing uh, with these turkeys, and how do you know so much about their lives? I mean, because people complain. Animal rights activists, you have to follow them. They actually have their own blogs. Maybe so. Like, it's like the eagle cams, but you follow specific turkeys and we should just give them GoPros. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. Absolutely. 2014 was Cheese and Mac. <laughs> 2015 was Abe. <laughs> and for some reason, he didn't have a backup. We were very... It's weird, right? Abe and then... <laughs> Abe, but we're not worried about him Abe, not the backup it. being... Vampire Slayer. Vampire Slayer. Uh, Tater and Tot in 2016. Now, my coworkers did ask me about the Trump presidency and whether or not he did this tradition. And yeah. I said yes, obviously. 
2017, we have uh, Drumstick, and who was chosen over Wishbone. Now, I don't know <laughs> if there were two it's turkeys like the Hunger Games. That sounds more Trump-like, honestly. Uh, peas and carrots were 2018. Butter and bread were 2019. In 2020, we had corn that was chosen over cob, both owned by Ron and Susie Cardell of uh, West Liberty, Iowa. What happened to Cobb? What happened to Cobb? I don't... Cobb is killed on the spot. If you're not chosen, it's over. No! And then, of course, this year in 2021, we have Peanut Butter, who actually was chosen over Jelly. I think they're both sent, like, sent to live on the farm. Maybe yeah. just one of them is the Grand Marshal. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, probably. That's really, like, bleak if you're like, oh, you almost made it, You almost man. made it, buddy. Almost made it. Yeah. But anyway, there's a lot of pictures over the years of presidents pardoning turkeys, especially Ronald Reagan. The turkey, like, starts to fly, <laughs> and it's, like, flapping its wings in front of his face. It's really funny. So, uh, this isn't the main part of my story, but because hold of on, Hold the, on, There is... Uh, if you want to know more about parting the turkeys, there is a cartoon movie called Free Birds. <laughs> <laughs> and it is about the turkeys of the presidency being parted. Now, how accurate is it? I don't know, because the turkeys do time travel in it. But I'm sure there's some truth to it. If anybody's going to time travel before humans, it's going to be turkeys. <laughs> Their beady little eyes. <laughs> They're really smart, aren't they? Or they just have really good eyesight. I think they have good eyesight. I don't know how smart they are. I don't know. What I do know is they're thick. I mean, I don't really want to fight one, if that's what you're saying. Mostly certain- Could it out-strategize me? Probably. It wouldn't take much for me. <laughs> <laughs> These turkeys are like 40 to 50 pounds. Yeah, turkeys that's- are big. Why they break through your windshield? Yeah, if you drive and you hit them, they're just coming right on in. They hit that's you. That's your passenger now. <laughs> you hit that turkey, that's your passenger now. That's your passenger. Or the driver. You might as well move. I mean... <laughs> Let the turkey take over. It's that turkey's car Let now. the turkey take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, keeping with the Thanksgiving tradition, Thanksgiving theme... Uh, I would like to present to you a story, uh, and we're also gonna, you know, in the heart of the holidays, take it back to our roots. Cryptids! Absolutely, absolutely. If you don't know... Is it a lizard? It's not a lizard, no. (laughs) Uh, There might be some gizzard. (laughs) We'll get there. But our very first episode was the Lizard Man of Skateboard Swamp. Yeah. Go back and listen to that right now. Um, Pause. Pause. Pause right here. Right? (laughs) No. Here, <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. Did you hear how the lizardman of Skateboard Swamp was photographed outside of a church? He's just trying to get He's just to trying to mass or yeah. service on time, and just wanted to be a good little church boy. Good little church boy. <laughs> also, super buff. Yeah, he's hot. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> the lizardman of Skateboard Swamp was a. Buff little church boy. Exactly what your mom always wanted you to marry. (laughs) You disagree? (laughs) This is getting uncomfortable. Well, then we'll move on. The cryptid this week is not the lizard man of skateboard swamp, but it is, as I said, holiday themed. I will warn you up front. The evidence to support this being is flimsy at best. 
That's how it always is. Well, I think there's usually a little more extensive consideration of the subject. I'm going to go ahead and say that because I don't have a ton of resources that have uh, stated their belief in our cryptid for today, that there's a lot of room to grow and a lot more room for investigation. Yeah. So I'm going to consider it... Um, this this could be the one that we discover because yeah. not a lot of people are out there searching for it, is what mm -hmm. you're saying. Yeah. So we have a chance. No. Like Bigfoot's probably off because we, that's a lot of work. A lot of people are out searching for it. Right. There's a lot of evidence already out there. Mm -hmm. This one could be ours. Yeah, I think that this is going to be, if we have a chance at any of them, it's going to be this. Okay. All right. Okay. So I'm going to start with some background. Or the squonk. The squonk quite quickly turns into a puddle. I'm not entirely <laughs> confident that we would be able to. The problem is Get people try and capture the squonk rather than just take a picture of Jaboy. Right, right, right. Which I think would be, make more sense. Yeah. Uh, could we capture this one? Could we capture this one? Um, it would take some doing. Okay. Okay, but we'll get, we're, we're going to get into it. Yeah. So, they say Native Americans walk this great country with creatures beyond the capabilities of our imaginations. From skinwalkers to the Wendigo, they faced great foes and built their traditions around their experiences. Now, there once was a professor studying Native American traditions who happened upon something peculiar. Professor Wimscott, W-I-M-S-C-O-T-T, -T, of an unnamed university, was studying a piece of legend from the Catawba tribe, C-A-T-A-W-B-A, which he pursued until the bitter end. The bitter end? The bitter end. Did he get killed by said cryptid? Uh, scientists' experts have yet to agree. Oh. According to an article slash journal written by the professor, the tribe's name, Catawba, meant, quote, feather as long as a tree. Now, skeptics will tell you that it actually is referring to a Native American people formerly inhabiting the territory along the Catawba River in North America and South Carolina. In North Excuse me, in North and South Carolina. <laughs> which is in North America. Which is in North America, <laughs> surprisingly, uh, and now is located in Western South Carolina, or uh, and or a reddish North American grape developed from the fox grape. Nice. I don't... I think it's weird that they're like, yeah, this name means... The people who lived there. It's like, yeah. Yes, but what does the name mean? But what mean? did they... And I don't know if they know. Like, I don't know if they... Yeah. I guess it could have just it. been made up. Yeah. Like, and they're I, like, this is our name now. I don't think this guy was very good at translating the language of the peoples he was studying. Sure. But that's just a guess. Okay. Anyway, uh, as he pushed further into the history of this tribe, he found a legend of, quote, the first chief. Named K-A-H-Y-U-H-K-E-H, -E I won't butcher his name, their okay. name, who supposedly went into the forest on his own for 15 days and 14, in 15 nights in order to hear the gods' suggestions on how to end the drought his people were faced with. Okay. Now, on his way out of the forest after the 15 nights, something seemed to have spooked him, and he began running through the trees, swerving and ducking and trying to outrun his pursuer. At the end, as he neared his village, a giant crack was heard, and a limb was falling through the treetops above, crashing down and landing on the chief. No! He was killed instantly. Oh, that's terrible. His peoples rushed over, but they could not figure out what had been pursuing him. So what was chasing the chief? 
Wim Scott, the professor, thought he knew who the culprit might have been, and he turned his attention to the ceremonial garb worn by the tribe. His theory was that what they were wearing, their attire, would probably point back to what they were most afraid of or what they were trying to look like equals of. Okay, so they try to scare it away. To either try and scare it away or try and show, hey, we're just as big and bad as you are. Yeah, or we, we are one. Don't hurt us. We are one. Exactly. So he was like, they probably knew exactly what it was, so let's look at what they were. Sure. So they would wear, take gourds and put them together and paint paint them brown and then wear them around their necks in order to look like a, like, quote, giant waddles. And further into his investigation, he found that they would also spend one day each year hunting down all of the turkeys that they could find for a great slaughter and feast. Okay. What's a waddle? Uh, it's like, uh, for them it was like a scarf piece that came around and hung down. A waddle, though, is like the red part on a turkey. Okay. So like they're wearing that, right, and now you're saying that they're hunting turkeys. Yes. Okay. So they're afraid of turkeys? I mean, turkeys are pretty big. Turkeys are pretty big, but are they big enough to kill a chief? Well, the tree branch killed the chief. Yeah, but was he running from turkeys? I don't feel like he would be afraid of turkeys. <sighs> Maybe it was a bunch of turkeys. Do turkeys go uh, trouble in packs? They travel in packs. Do they hunt in packs? <laughs> they hunt in packs. <laughs> so, Are they like the Power Rangers? They fit together and they make one giant turkey I can't deny that. Skeleton. I mean, I can't deny that that's what happened. I've never seen it happen, but I've never seen it not happen. But no one's told me that it can't happen. <laughs> so what if, like you're saying, their hunts and their ceremonial dress were aimed at turkeys? What if they were a way of guarding from a more threatening creature? And what if their hunts were meant to prevent something more sinister from taking form? What if, in fact, they were taking up defenses against the gobble squatch? <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> Think about it, please. Long, giant feathers waddles to bluff that they had defeated its brethren and actually slaughtering all the turkeys they found in an act to prevent them from growing so large they became oh my monstrous. God. This makes sense. What if turkeys are like immortal and they continuously grow mm -hmm. and you have to hunt them so they don't get that big? It's actually, listen, this article said nothing about it, but the more I think about it, the more I think that Thanksgiving and eating turkeys is a government conspiracy yeah. to thin out the population and kill them before they gain, hit a certain age to where they triple in size. Yeah. Have you ever seen a turkey dead that was not hunted? I don't think so. No. Like, of natural causes? Right. No, 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 no. So, it makes me think that the presidential natural causes, the pardon turkeys natural yeah. causes, wasn't so natural. <gasps> Heat stroke from an <laughs> oven. I mean, come on. Heat stroke from an oven. It's all coming together. <laughs> now, Professor Wimscott believed that the Native Americans started Thanksgiving uh, as a way to prevent the population from growing. So maybe the government then picked up and were like, absolutely, you're right. We can't keep them from growing And then so the big. first Thanksgiving, the Native Americans were like, listen, we need to... We're going to tell you our secret about the gobble squatch. Right. Or we're not going to tell you our secret, but we're going to tell you it is absolutely 
absolutely the most important thing you can possibly do once a year is kill all the turkeys. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's the only job that you have. Yeah. If you're going to live here. Yeah. And the government was like, uh, bet. The government was like, bet. And then we're also going to treat Native Americans very poorly. Because they're hiding secrets from us. Gobble squatch. <laughs> but they told them. Wait, no. Maybe they didn't. Be, but they couldn't be like, right there. Look, there it is. That's what you're fighting against. <laughs> I'm not making excuses for the government. They did terrible things. What I'm saying is, Gobble Squatch should have brought us together, not torn us apart. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Professor Wimscott decided his evidence was too slim and he needed to go in search of the Gobble Squatch for himself. Try and find where this creature was hiding in modern times. So in 2010, he entered into the Blue Ridge Mountains, scouring for clues as to the whereabouts of the Gobble Squatch, through the woods, across brooks and streams, through fields once roamed by these native tribes. His report was never completed. You see at the end of the article that is attributed to Professor Wimscott, there's a note that says his last diary entry stated this, quote, I've found a nest. (laughs) Of what? (laughs) Now, if you go on to read, like, what else they say they found, they say there was a police investigation, and when they showed up at his campsite, there was some, I'm not going to directly quote it, but basically some very thick styrofoam that had been crushed as if it had been sat upon. And they said it could not have been crushed by anything less than 50 pounds. Okay, so a (laughs) normal-sized turkey. So a very normal-sized turkey. Turkeys are large and in charge. That's why they break through your window and take over your car. I don't understand what people don't get about this. Now, if you think this is a far-fetched story, I would agree. However, I do have other quote-unquote evidence to no. support the Gobble Squatch's existence. Okay. What if I tell you that in 1672, a young settler named Ezekiel Fitzgerald, who lived in the Blue Ridge Mountains, was hanged for, quote, heresy. According to the court documents, he had told his village he saw a turkey with the wingspan that was, quote, greater than the throne of the Almighty. And they said, how dare you speak about God's throne in something earthly? You're dying. We're not actually going to look for this creature. <laughs> we are just going to pretend like you're crazy and kill you. Yeah. And allow Gobble Squatch to roam free. JC's wingspan knows no bounds. <laughs> Jesus has wings? Well, your wingspan, that's what they call it when you put your arms yeah. out. Yeah. He's in the NBA. He's got a very large wingspan. Jesus was in the NBA. (laughs) This is a whole new space jam. I'm sorry, Jesus is in the NBA. Jesus is the NBA. (laughs) Quote me. (laughs) No, 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 no. This bird's wingspan was the size of the throne of the Almighty. Jesus' chair, his recliner. Right, okay. He's got broad shoulders. He's got broad shoulders. It's a pretty big chair. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So. I have more alleged documented evidence. Sure, sure. Even Thomas Jefferson was supposedly sent home from school once because he kept using the word gobbledygook, (laughs) which is Virginia slang referring to those who doubt the existence of a giant gobbler who lives in the Blue Ridge Mountains. I don't think that's true. (laughs) 
In fact, Jefferson did not stop in his pursuit for the creature and with his fascination that it could possibly exist. And it led him to commission Meriwether Lewis and William Clark to study plants, animals, geography, and possibly giant beans across to the west. But I thought the gobble squanch was from north and south. (laughs) I know. Well, it's migrated. (laughs) I'll get to that, I'll get to that, I'll get to that, I'll get to it, 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 I'll get to it. Now a foreman named Sid Sawyer said his men heard, quote, frightening falsetto rumblings that set the men afeard at night, constant thunder of giant beating wings and unclearable mounds of white stained excrement beneath the branches of the most desirable tress. Trees. I think it's trees. Where? What year is this? This was in 1861. And basically, <laughs> the um, what was happening was the Virginia Lumber Company was going to cut clear cut yeah. a mountain called yeah. Mount... Well, they were going to clear cut Mount Mitchell. And he was like, you don't want to do that. If you clear cut this mountain, you're going to... Feel the wrath of the Feel the, the wrath of the gobble squatch. <gasps> Maybe the gobble squatch is like... The goddess of the trees and is like protecting the forest you know are you saying that gobble squatch is the lorax (laughs) are you gonna look at me you're gonna tell me i'm wrong i'm not (laughs) disagreeing i'm asking if that's what you're saying i think so yes i think that what we're what we are saying (laughs) as a collective group is that the gobble squatch is the equivalent of of the the blue ridge mountain lorax yeah Absolutely. A little bit larger. Yeah. Slightly. Slightly larger than the Lorax. The cartoon depicts the Lorax too small. Possibly a more ridiculous theory is that the Wright brothers, who spent three months in the Blue Ridge Mountains, then named their prototype plane, quote, the Warbler, off their experiences hearing about and maybe even seeing the (laughs) Gobblescotch. Now, if you read this article where I got this information, it does say that this prototype plane quite never quite, quote, took off. And I don't know if that means that they never actually had this plane or if it was such a prototype that it was probably like a little little handheld thing and it wasn't an actual plane. It was made out of matchsticks. Their first plane wasn't called the Warbler, right? Like, that's not a thing. <laughs> I have... Hey... I have no <laughs> idea. They were from that? the Carolinas, though, weren't they? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Unless unless you are from Ohio and you <laughs> they have were born that in Ohio and moved to Carolinas. Jeez. No, their plane that they flew was called the Kitty Hawk Flyer. Considerably worse than the Warbler. The in Kitty my Hawk Flyer. Maybe. Well, it's kind of another bird, right? Yeah. So maybe the Warbler was the first one and they're going on bird names. Kind of. They didn't make it to Gobble Squatch. Once they succeeded, they just cut it off. (laughs) Finally, I will tell you of a rumor of a censored transcript from the 2008 space shuttle mission where Virginia native and NASA astronaut Leland Melvin said from space, quote, Jeezum, look at that great lake from up there. Looks like a giant claw print from a Gobble Squatch, and it's heading west. (laughs) Hey. That is shenanigans right there. No, it's absolutely true. Now, if you ask me. It's not true. Who says Jeezum? Leland Melvin, specifically. Jeezum. Jeezum. Look at that Great Lake. So he's saying the Great Lake. 
Yeah, it's shaped like a claw that resembles the gobble squatch. But he's not saying the gobble squatch is that big. He's just saying like, wow, I've seen footprints from the gobble squatch before and that looks like one. Weird. He's saying that we don't know how big the gobble squatch is and I bet it's pretty big. So we can say that that giant claw print is in resemblance of... I don't know! It's a censored transcript! You think Redacted. I have more, You think I have more information? I would hope. No, absolutely not. Uh, now, people do say, you know, where is it now? If it's not in the Carolinas, and why do we keep talking about it going west? Why yeah. were Will, William and Clark... Lewis, Lewis and Clark, Clark why were they heading west? Why is uh, Leland Melvin talking about the Gobble Squatch heading west? Well, apparently, people believe that there was a cataclysmic event that chased the gobbler towards the American Northwest, where it is most likely aligned itself with the Sasquatch. <laughs> a cataclysmic event? Yeah. When? Unnamed. Unnamed cataclysmic <laughs> event. Probably global warming. Possibly he's trying to get out of being pardoned. Or captured and being runner-up and then immediately killed. I don't know. It's worried about the sea levels rising. Yes. If the sea level gets any more, any higher, the gobble squatch will be threatened. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think that the sasquatch and the gobble squatch are friends? Uh, I or mean, do you think the gobble squatch is sasquatch's pet? I think that they're from or, the same drag family. Right. <laughs> Gobble Squatch, Sasquatch, it makes a lot of sense to Absolutely, me. absolutely. <sighs> now, would you rather fight one Sasquatch-sized turkey or four turkey-sized Sasquatches? <laughs> I don't know if the plural of Sasquatch is Sasquatches. I would think Sasquatch I or Sasquatch. <laughs> Sasquatchy? Sasquatcho? Probably got. I bet. Okay, first of all, let's let's just clear something up. I I would have to say that a group of Sasquatch is most likely like a murder of Sasquatch or has its own name. You're right. A gaggle or something. Mm -hmm. A gaggle of Sasquatch sounds very good. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't. I really think I would rather fight one Sasquatch-sized turkey because if a gobble squatch is a really large turkey i would actually say a sasquatch sized turkey is smaller than a gobble gobble squash but bigger than a turkey interesting is it bigger than a bread box is it bigger than a bread box is it bigger than a bread box i have no idea what the sasquatch capabilities are why would i thumbs oh damn you can't tell me that you know if the gobble squash has thumbs (laughs) it's a giant turkey it has wings it's not a bat maybe it is what if it's related to the Snallygaster? I also just want to point out, you're at, oh wait, I want to get into that. <laughs> what I want to say first of all is that a group of turkeys is called a rafter or a flock. A rafter? Yeah, I don't know why. I'm going to say what is a group of Sasquatch called? Maybe it's, there's no plural. Maybe it's like deer or moose. We don't have that kind of information. We've never seen more than one in the same room. You're absolutely right. No one has ever seen more than one Sasquatch in the same Maybe room. Sasquatch is an immortal that can teleport. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, that, And it again, just has vacation homes across the country. Again, back to the free birds. Yeah. You, if anything could time travel, it would be turkeys other than humans. And why not teleport also? 
That's that's a lot of power. The only thing that I Why think... haven't they taken over the world then? Maybe this is exactly well, what they want it to be. you don't know that they haven't. Maybe instead right? of lizard people, it's actually turkey people. Why can't they be lizard turkey people? <laughs> it's like a turducken, but alive. <laughs> A turducken, I also but it's tried, lizard turkey human. I also had to explain to people what a turducken was the other day when I've never had one. No, absolutely not. I've only seen it on TV and movies. It's like a chicken, a turkey, and a yeah. duck. Is there anything smaller? Hey, like turducken. That would make sense, Whitney. Why are you being like that? <laughs> why do? You, why? Back to the Snallygaster, I think you're absolutely right. I think that it's a distant they, cousin. they're considered um, pterodactyl-like, but why would... The, the line is very thin. Yeah. I think, again, you know, dinosaurs most likely had feathers. People don't want to hear that. Yeah. I know you don't want to hear that today, whatever day you're listening to this podcast. I thought you were talking to me. I was like, I don't mind. No, I, I think the listeners out there, you know, you don't want to accept the truth that dinosaurs probably had feathers and we have no idea what they really looked like and the land before time is a total lie. However. Oh my God. <laughs> our childhood was ruined. Oh my God. But I think a snallygaster and a gobble squatch are probably much closer related than yeah. you and I. <laughs> <laughs> They're twins. They're actually twins. Yeah. And they had a bit of a falling out, and they moved one to the West Virginia, Maryland area, and one to the Carolinas. Not that far away. And it wasn't far enough, so then the gobble squatch moved out west. And joined with its found family, the Sasquatch. Right. This makes a lot of sense, actually. I've created more of a narrative than <laughs> Wim Scott ever could. <laughs> I've solved the turkey puzzle. <laughs> Just in time. Just in time. Would you, let's go back to your question. Would you rather um, fight one Sasquatch-sized gobble squatch or, oh wait, turkey? Yeah. I, we should we should clarify. We have no idea the capabilities of a gobble squatch compared to a turkey, so we'll stick with turkey. One Sasquatch-sized <laughs> turkey or four turkey-sized Sasquatch? I think we've decided. I think the thumbs kind of puts the small Sasquatch above the turkey. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think. I mean, who? I mean, you got thumbs. You can do. You can't put them in a cage. They can get out of the cage. Yeah. They could steal your keys, unlock the cage. Who knows that they haven't adapted the squonk technique and will just turn into a puddle? puddle. Yeah. Right. Mm. Uh huh. The other thing that I think would be important to think about in this scenario should it ever arise and you have to choose because it's the hunger games is the hunger that games with cryptids the cryptid games i'd watch the shit out of that show yeah anyway i think it's important to think that there are folks not necessarily us but there are folks who know how to kill turkeys yeah and nobody know how to kill sasquatch yeah i think that brings up yes true true that's fair I think that we need to learn, if we're going to find the Gobble Squatch, we need to find people who know how to hunt turkeys and track them and call them towards... I got it. I don't think that's how they really sound. That's worse. That technique is worse. Okay, we're going backwards. So, Yeah. I think we should try... I mean, the problem now is, like, the Gobble Squatch could be anywhere. 
Yeah, we had it in a very specific location, and then something moved it to the west, assuming there's only one, which actually I refuse to believe. No, because I think if we're going off the idea that all turkeys could become gobble squatches, yeah. there's probably at least a couple. Not all gobble squatch are turkeys, but all turkeys are gobble squatch. No, that's not it. All gobble squatch were once turkeys, but not all turkeys become will become gobble, gobble squatch. squatch. Yeah, which is why Thanksgiving's important. So we can eat the turkeys before they come gobble right, squatches. Because eventually, if there are too many gobble squatch, they will take over. Yeah, maybe a turkey and a sasquatch got together and had a love child, which became the gobble squatch. Oh my god! Something about that's probably illegal <laughs> in some states. In some states. <laughs> Others not yet, but eventually. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think? Would this story, the idea of the existence of the gobble squatch, uh, I would ask you, I was going to ask you if it'll keep you up at night, but first I feel like I should show you some pictures. Okay. That really just are totally legitimate. Sure. And absolutely. <laughs> what do you have to say? What do you have to preface it with that? I'm not so sure. Um, I, I think that it's important to have some evidence before you. I will obviously post all these pictures. Yeah. Um, this is clear evidence of a giant feather from a gobble squatch falling onto a car. That's fake. This That is, is really... That's like the Slenderman Photoshop contest. Someone just photoshopped a turkey in the background. It's exactly like the pictures of Sasquatch peeking from behind a tree, but yeah. it's a... Turkey. Poorly photo... It's a real <laughs> turkey. This is a pi- real picture. And then again, another f- giant feather just ev- that eviscerating you, a You don't car. think that would have been in the news? Not if turkey lizard folk are running the government. Mm. All of them in the world. I don't understand what about this is unreliable to me. Maybe, maybe the gobble squatch has infiltrated so high up in the government that the pardoned turkeys are actually the turkeys that will eventually become gobble squatches <gasps> themselves. But every year, every year they switch who's going to ascend to gobble squatch them. Yes. Who knows? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yes. Every year, two it's like cats. Turkeys ascend to the gobble squatchdom. Yeah. Yes. And who knows like how cats. long they live too? You know what I mean? It's absolutely like cats. Yeah. I think we've. I think we've cracked it. I've solved several turkey puzzles today, and I'm tired. <laughs> well, with that, if you think we're right or wrong, let us know. Email us what you think, and if this story will keep you up at night. I think I'm okay. Right you, now, you're not. Shuddering in fear from the photos that I showed you. Well, hopefully you won't shudder in fear, but if you want to see Whitney's photos, you can check out our Facebook, Bug and Rug, or our Instagram and or Twitter. They are both at BIAR Podcast. You can check out Whitney's resources at bugandrug.podbean.com. You can also email us how to track a turkey. Our email is BIARpodcast at gmail.com. If he can track it to... Cl- uh, Falcon on a cloudy day, he can find you. What is it? No, I think that's right. If he can track it to Falcon. If he can track a turkey on a cloudy day, he can find you. Uh, Never enter it. Never enter a land war with the... What? <laughs> no!
never into a land war with Russia, but only slightly less well known is never into a battle of wits with a Sicilian. When death is, is on the line. All right, that's enough. We're going off the rails. We're going to go watch Princess Bride so we can get our quotes right next time. Absolutely. Signing off. I'm Caitlin. I'm Whitney. Hey, bye. Sleep tight. <laughs>